This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, Episode 326, Toolbox Episode. The WTH effect is wrecking your finances. Here's how to stop it. Traditional financial planning is no longer working. And in the new normal economy, your host, certified financial planner Mark Willis, invites you to join us as we engage the new and improved steps for establishing financial sanity. Be curious, be stable, be sane. This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, helping you think different about your money, your economy, and your future. Wait a minute, you didn't know we had a YouTube channel? That's right, we put content that we don't put anywhere else on YouTube, and you need to see it to believe it. So be sure to follow, like, and subscribe our channel so you won't miss a thing. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode. Hey, I've got a sort of an imagination exercise here for you today. Imagine you're on a diet. You've been avoiding sweets for a long time. You're proud of your self-control, your progress, and you also feel pretty deprived and unhappy. So one day you come home and there's that beautiful, delicious smell in the air and you see that plate full of chocolate chip cookies on the kitchen counter. They smell so good. My mouth is watering just talking about this. They smell so good. They look so tempting. You tell yourself, hey, should not touch those but you can't help feeling a little hungry. You decide just to take a small bite, just to taste them. You think one bite won't hurt, so you can still stick your, to your diet and have that little nibble. But as soon as you bite into that cookie, you feel a surge of pleasure, satisfaction even. The cookie is soft. It's chewy with melted chocolate chips, a hint of vanilla even. It's the best thing you've ever tasted. You want some more. So you forget all about your diet, all about your goals. You give in to your cravings. You eat another cookie and then another and then another. Before you know it, you've eaten the entire plate full of cookies. You think, hey, since I've already broken my diet, there's no point in continuing on with the charade. Now, there's a name for this psychological phenomenon uh, and it's literally called the what the hell effect. <laughs> so we'll call it the WTH effect uh, for this episode. But anyway, this term was coined by dieting researchers Janet Polivy and C. Peter Herman, who observed that people who violated their self-imposed eating rules tended to abandon their diet plan completely and they overeat. So these researchers explained that this effect is a result of cognitive dissonance, that's what they called it, or mental discomfort that arises when our actions contradicts our beliefs. That's a big deal, that we experience mental discomfort when our actions contradict our beliefs. When people break their diet, they're experiencing a sense of failure, of guilt, which lowers their self-esteem, their motivation, so to cope with these negative feelings, maybe they rationalize that, hey, you know what? I've already ruined my diet, so I might as well enjoy myself and eat as much as I can as much and whatever I want. There's a similar phenomenon that occurs in all sorts of areas of life. Maybe it's spending money, studying, exercising, gambling. So for example, a person who might overspend on a small purchase might feel like they've already blown their budget, so they decide to splurge on much more expensive items. Maybe a student who procrastinated on studying for an exam may feel like they've already wasted 
too much time. So they might just give up and watch Netflix the night before the test instead of studying. Or a gambler might lose a bet, feel like he's already lost so much money, a little too much money. So they chase their losses and gamble more, still more. So this is what I mean when I say the WTH effect. All right. So it can be seen as a form of self-sabotage, basically a behavior that's undermining what we're trying to accomplish as a person. So for example, you might have a monthly budget for online shopping. And you notice one of your favorite stores is having a major online sale. So you spend a little more than was budgeted. And you think to yourself, hey, you know, I've already ruined my budget. I've already spent a little too much. I feel that guilt and that shame. So you decide to go ahead and buy a few more items that you don't need, you really can't afford. And of course, out come those credit cards at that point. Or maybe you have a savings goal for your vacation. Let's say you've saved at this point 4,000 bucks for that vacation, but then comes in an emergency. Maybe it requires you to dip into your vacation fund. You spend about 1,500 bucks of your $4,000 in savings. So you still have some money left for that vacation, 2,500 bucks actually, but you feel sadness and shame that you had to cash out some of your vacation money for that emergency. And since you had to dip into your vacation fund, you decide to go ahead and blow the rest of your vacation fund on eating out, entertainment. And so you never get to make it on that vacation of a lifetime. Or maybe you have a retirement plan that requires you to invest a certain percentage of your income each month. Let's say you had to miss, let's say, a contribution or two. For like a year, let's say, you had to lower down what you could save for your retirement. Maybe it was something important. Maybe there was an unexpected expense that came up and you just couldn't help it. So you look at your account balance withering away. So out of frustration, you just decide to stop investing, stop saving altogether. And therefore you're you know, gonna miss out on the retirement you were hoping for. This is the WTH effect in action. So this phenomenon can also pop up when things outside of our control impact our ability to reach goals. So for example, when you watch the markets like they've done this year and they did last year, and you watch the markets vaporizing your retirement account cash after you've worked, slaved, set aside, put away for your savings, and you just watch it get ripped away from you due to a market's madness or downturn or correction, as they call it, how does that make you feel? Let's say over the course of a year, you sock away a total of $10,000 into your 401k, and then just in a two-week period, you watch your account drop by more than double what you put in there that year. Every dollar you put in that account and then even more was wiped away in the span of two weeks after a full year of packing money into that 401k, wiped clean by the ruthless, uncaring stock market. Does not exactly make you feel motivated to want to just start saving again, does it? So in preparing for this episode, I was speaking to a colleague about this phenomenon and she brought up her daughter's school. Now, her child, her daughter at this school had a green, yellow, and red light system. Each of the students at the school were sort of tracked throughout the day with these green, yellow, and red lights. If the child was cooperative, listened, obeyed the teacher, they had a green light for the day, and they got a small reward. But if they were causing trouble, distracting the class, you know, they'd be given a yellow light. And if it continued a few times, they'd be served a red light, and their parents would find out and there would be negative consequences. Now, here's the interesting part that she'd mentioned to me, my, my colleague. She said, the rules of this red light system were that once you received a red light, there was no way to earn your way back to green. You were stuck 
with red for the rest of the day, no matter how good you acted. So what did this do? This unintended consequence of this system incentivized children who received that red light, let's say in the morning time, to act like true monsters, terrors for the rest of the day. In essence, they were falling prey to the WTH effect. I'm already in trouble, says the student, so why am I even going to attempt to be good again? Now, this little loophole caused so much consternation and problems for the students and teachers that they finally fixed the system. Now little kids can earn their way back to green throughout the day, so I'm glad to hear that. Now, as a financial planner, I'm fascinated by how this phenomenon in our human psychology impacts our finances. So what are some ways the WTH effect will impact us as adults? Let's think about that for a minute. How can we save ourselves from blowing our entire financial lives because we had one or two bad years of saving, for example? Or what if the market decides to take some of our money and, and dive like it did last year? Here are some creative ways and other tips and hacks in our human psychology that I believe can help break the stranglehold of the WTH effect. First of all, if you have a problem with spending too much money at the store, all of us have fallen prey to that. One way to get around that is this very counterintuitive hack that's worked for a number of my clients. We call this the reverse spending strategy. And it only takes just a little bit of work on the front end to make a huge impact on your financial life. Most of us have our paychecks drop into our checking account. Pretty typical, right? You get paid at the end of the week or the end of the month, goes into your checking account, and then we spend what we need and we save what's left at the end of the month. Now, the reverse spending strategy upends that entire model. In essence, you ask HR to put your paycheck into your savings account instead. So this is the one that does not have a debit card or credit card attached to it. Then, on a daily basis, if you have to, or weekly or monthly, however often you need, you transfer funds from your savings account over to your checking account, and then that's allowing you then to spend only what you have throughout the day, throughout the week, or, or however often you'd like to make this happen. I know people who do this every single morning before they leave the house. They do that because they know the only way they can control themselves at the stores to set it up like this. If it's not in the checking account, they can't swipe the card that doesn't get spent. So they do it in the morning because they know they'll have higher self-control and willpower earlier in the day. Many of our clients are reporting they're saving three times as much as they used to save by doing this method. So it's just like dessert. When you have a smaller dessert plate, typically you'll put less dessert on that plate. Smaller plates can be your pathway to better eating habits, but it's also the same with money. So there are a few other hacks and strategies for dealing with this effect in your financial life. One way to solve the WTH problem is to play what we call the infinite game. This is something that Simon Sinek uh, is famous for talking about, the infinite game. The only goal of the infinite game in our lives, which is what our life really is, is the infinite game. The only goal in an infinite game is to play as long as possible. So we are players in this infinite game every day of our lives. So these are games that have no finish line. There's no agreed upon metrics. There's no agreed upon rules. There's no agreed upon timeframes. And there's no such thing as winners or losers. There can't be a winner in marriage. You can definitely be the loser in marriage, but you cannot be the winner. So there's no such thing as winning in your career. Like no one is hailed as the winner of careers for example, in this world. 
There's no such thing as winning the global politics game. There's no such thing as winning business. There's no winner at business, right? As soon as there was, somebody else would knock them off the podium and, and they'd be the winner. It's a competition. If we listen to people, if we're working with people, if we talk about being number one and being the best and beating their competition, well, if we're number one based on the metrics and timeframes that I chose, then sure, I could be the number one hamburger stand in town. But even if you're number one, you're only number one for today. Because again, there's no finish line in the game, uh, the infinite game. It just keeps going and going. When we view other players as competitors, that is a finite mindset playing in an infinite game. Why is it finite? Because that means we want to beat them. We want to beat our competitors. We want our competitors are for that, right? I'll be the winner. They'll be the loser. This is an unhealthy way to play games that, that have no finish line. The goal of an infinite game is to be the kind of person that someone wants to keep playing with. Let me say that again. That, that's a big deal. And again, Simon Sinek brought this up. You want to be the kind of person where other people want to keep playing with you. That's the only way you can win an infinite game is to be the kind of person that other people want to keep playing with. When we have a finite mindset and we're playing a finite game, we'll look for shortcuts. Our perspective becomes shorter and shorter and shorter. We have shorter time frames. We're looking at this quarter's earnings results instead of playing the infinite game. We're looking for a way to hack the system, lie, cheat, steal our way to temporary success. All this ends up hurting trust, cooperation, innovation, okay? But when we are chasing our net worth, that's another finite mindset. And it doesn't play well into Cynic's infinite game philosophy. A net worth is a measure of one's wealth at a given point in time. So based on the value of one's assets minus liabilities, that's what the net worth is. It's a finite goal. We can achieve or even surpass our goal but it may or may not reflect our true value or potential. So for example, it could create even a false sense of security or satisfaction or even fear of losing our net worth or falling behind our goal. But think about the incentive structure that's created when, you, when you're trying to reach some sort of special net worth number. For example, let's say you want to be a millionaire and that your entire life's goal is to hit that seven-figure number. Now, there's nothing implicitly wrong with that goal except it creates unhealthy incentives. So when you have a finite mindset and you're not playing the infinite game, but you're choosing a finite number, like let's say a million bucks, you'll fall prey to the WTH effect. Now, here's what I mean. Let's say that you're on your way to building that million dollar net worth. But then on an impulse, on a lark, you buy a doodad, whatever it is, you know, a new couch or, or a nice ATV vehicle or whatever, and that'll kick you off your goals. A week or two later, you look back with regret, buyer's remorse. This was an unnecessary consumer purchase, and you feel like you're just never going to hit that number. So you go ahead and blow the rest of your savings on, on more and more doodads. Or maybe you're diligently saving toward your net worth goal, and again, the market decides to give you a bath. You lose 20% of your life savings. You might throw up your hands and say, WTH, and give up on your dream. Rather than making a net worth your goal, I'm going to suggest a better way to think about playing the infinite game with regard to your money. Again, no one wins the money game. It just keeps going and going and going. Let's focus rather than on a net worth. Let's focus on creating value. Instead of accumulating some special net worth, 
Value is the impact that one's actions have on others in the world. So it's not measured by numbers or rankings, but by the quality and the quantity of your relationships, your contributions that you're making in the world. Value could be infinite, and it can always be increased or even shared with others. So to create value with your money, you need to invest it in things that matter to you, aligning with your purposes. So this could be your personal growth, for example, getting a new college degree, your family and investing in your family is a great way to you know, put your money to work, your friends, your community, society, or even your passions by leaving a legacy. So by investing in things that matter, you're not only enriching yourself, but you're also enriching other people. You're also bettering the world. You're playing the infinite game with your money. In fact, when you play the infinite game, you can think about the journey your money will take, not just for your own life, but again, infinitely speaking, you can think about how it'll impact your children, your grandchildren, great-grandchildren, and so on. So as we wrap up this episode, I want you to think about ways you can play the infinite game with your money in the coming year. Not just this year, but for the rest of your life and even beyond your life. The point of the game is to keep playing. So will you be the kind of person that other people want to keep playing with? Isn't that the goal that parents have for their children? To be the kind of person, to raise a child, to be the kind of person that other people want to keep playing with. When you're able to play well with others, that translates into a lot of positive outcomes in your life. For example, marriage or business, etc. So you can avoid the WTH effect, which is really rooted in short-term thinking, and instead think long-range. Think as long-range as you can. And if you can think with your money long-range, you'll make better decisions, typically, and you won't be prone to the WTH effect. Rather than spending all your money on Saturday night clubbing, maybe you could take some time frames and stretch them out to a full month. Maybe you realize you could put some of that money into paying for groceries, not just at the club. And if you could stretch your time frame out to a whole year, maybe you'll remember that some of that money should go to next year's anniversary presents or Christmas presents. If you could stretch your money even farther, maybe you'll remember that retirement is coming. You probably should set something aside for that. Or even longer range, would you like to leave a legacy for your children or grandchildren? Even longer, how could people a thousand years from now look back on you and even this generation, and maybe specifically you, as someone who contributed to making the world a better place? So I say to hell with the WTH effect, I'd rather play the infinite game with you. So thank you all for joining me for this week's episode of Not Your Average Financial Podcast, helping you think and live differently with your money, your economy, and your future. This has been another episode of the Not Your Average Financial Podcast. To join a financial revolution and start thinking different about money, go to www.nyafinancialpodcast.com and click Request a Meeting. The topics presented in this podcast are for general information only and not for the purposes of providing legal, accounting, or investment advice. On such matters, please consult a professional who knows your specific situation.